0: Drea, That's right. It's NBA Australia. How are you going? How are you going? I hope you're all right. I trust that you are. I reckon you are. You're probably fine. Uh, this is NBA Australia. It is Thursday, November 9 all day. I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, uh, Fox Sports Lab NFL. Codebet Daily or the other good stuff. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour's studio, no, the Codebet Studios, the James Clements Excellence in Podcasting Memorial Studio, as it were. Uh, awesome, massive slate of NBA to crack through today. Dame goes bang. Giannis gets booted in some bullshit. KD misses the game winner. Zinger, the extreme Zinger meal, also missed a game winner. The Sixers are rolling. We had a great Denver-Golden State game, and we finished off with an awesome overtime one. I reckon there was about, like, out of, what, 14 games, there was, like, six or seven that were wildly close. So we'll cover all of them in the NBA Australia game, wraps. We've got That's Not a Knife, Old oh Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got some R's, yeah, We've got the Unpopular opinion of the Day, we've got Outback Takehouse. We were serving up a Flame grill take. Uh, there is a Shane Hill Shoot a Shoot, Shoot Your Shot, Line Him Up Award and a great moment in NBA Australia stat history, and we'll preview the two games tomorrow because there's only two. Because apparently it's just feast or famine with the NBA at the moment. They're like, here's 14. It's like, here's two. Here's 12 games. Here's three. And you're like, Jesus. Adam Silver's like, you'll get what I give you, you weirdos. It's like, all right, you need to settle down too. Right, let's get into it. Episode 991 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. I don't know. You better watch out for the Dylan Brooks attack if you're LeBron James. That was weird. Just a weirdo. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA. Show with the daily whip around. That's right. Because I'm in the Kerbet Studios, I don't have the full battery of all uh, the funny sounds that you do, Jim. (laughs) Where are all the funny sounds, man? Uh, What do we have today? We had just a shit ton of games. Uh, We had a little bit of news pop off as well. So in all the news, we're going to perhaps have some changes to the draft. I fucking love it. We're going over two days, baby. That's right, from next year, cowards. Do it this year. Wait, no, that is next year. What am I saying? 2024 is next year. Jesus. Jim, get a grip. Uh, my point was going to be, how, how could it be? Just like add an extra day. There's nothing else going on at the end of June. ESPN's like, yeah, look, there's fucking cornhole. And we've got a hot dog eating contest in like a week and a half, man. But ah, than that, we're doing nothing. <laughs> so um, I actually, look, you know me. I'm a giant fucking basketball nerd. This is my shit. This is what I love. I love the draft. I love the pomp. I love the circumstance. What did we go to? I think we went to three of them in person. It's been fucking Fantastic. But to do it over two days, I love the idea because it just gives every fucking draft pick a chance to settle, a chance to be broken down. And it might also give the NBA a bit of a chance to go, well, when someone's been traded, we've now got enough time to fucking sort this all out <laughs> just go, hey, don't put on this hat because you've actually been drafted by this team. And we actually get that all fucking sorted because it's only being, you know, 30 picks in one night, 30 on the next. And as we've sort of seen, you don't have second-round draft picks being drafted while Taco Bell is big-upping the Quesarito. So I love it. People who are like, oh, who cares about the second round anyway are fucking morons and can go blow it out their ass because the second round is – the only reason the second round might suck is because it's literally fucking crammed into it Mark Tatum's up there going, and with the 32nd big day, 33, it's this guy. 50 nuggets, 50 burgers, 50 chips. And you're like, all right, just fucking settle down, Mark Tatum. Would you just chill, bro? And he's like, no, 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 this kid from France, this kid from Australia, this kid from blah, blah, blah. And you're like, buddy, just fucking chill. Give them a chance to shine, and we might get to know them a little bit more. Uh, Because, look, this is the pinnacle of their sporting, you know, career to this date. It's a great moment for everybody. Let them have some shine. I think it's awesome. It also gives everyone a little bit more time to take to like make trades and shit, make organize your thoughts, because when you have draft sliders and dudes sort of, you know, not where you expect them, etc. The permutations of the draft get pretty tricky to uh, navigate, and you'll probably see way more movement as people get more time to chew shit over, right? So, but really, there's nothing else going the fuck on. This is just more basketball content. That's all I want. Apart from letting me host it. Just let me host it, Adam. Come on. Oh, I don't know if I could do that, James. I've got this guy here, Mark Tatum. He's got me on film. Uh, but just imagine though, like more, it just means like way more time for like Malika Andrews or whoever the fuck's going to do it. They can bring up way more childhood trauma for all these poor fucking kids being drafted. Remember when your dad, I don't know, left your family? How did that affect your basketball career? It's like, I was four. I don't know. Why are you bringing that up on TV? So like, remember when your Uncle Dennis, I don't know, slapped your grandma? When you were eight, it's like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this lady yelling at me? Why is this chick named Monica all dressed like this? And why is she yelling at me about all the stuff that my family's been through? Anyway, I love it though. Hook that shit to my veins. Other news. Adam Silver's also like, I really wish the NBA was covered like the NFL. What, you mean by a bunch of mouth-breathing dead shits? Okay, good stuff. At the same time, we already have a lot of mouth-breathing dead shits covering the NBA. We've got Kendrick Perkins. He's right there. Like, what are we doing? Um, But at the same time, you can sort of see his point where I think the point he's trying to make when he says that, right, he's like, well, they cover most of the teams at least vaguely fairly, right, to a degree because the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Pats, uh, the LA teams when they're good, The Niners and Co., when they're good, etc., they get a shit ton of shine. But the NBA just fucking, like, spends all its time gargling the nuts of, like, the biggest media markets because that's where all the fucking, like, presenters and shit are, and that's stupid. And it's fucking really dumb and easy. So I kind of – I don't mind his point there where it's like, I wish we had, like, more equal coverage and we could big up all of the teams. And uh, he did make a good point about how the coaching – is really discounted and the way that the NBA discourse goes of like, oh, he was a real Batman today and a real this guy was a real Robin. It's like, that's not fucking analysis. That's just talking out your ass. And I should know. I do that all the time. But he's got a good point. And that's kind of what we try to do here on NBA Australia, just even that hint of a little bit, right? A hint of a little bit. We just try to like make sure that you know everything. Um, but without, you know, fact or favor, I think, for NBA Australia, all we do is just sort of, you know, do some yelling, talk about some Aussies, and sort of cover everything as much as we can. I do prefer, like, giving shit to specific fan bases, but the way that, like, I don't know, the biggest media outlets cover the NBA is pretty embarrassing. It's like, who will be the face of the NBA once LeBron retires? Like, well, isn't that the exact question you had when MJ retired, when Kobe was retiring? It's like you've got Giannis, you've got Joker, you've got Luka, you've got. This is literally the most fucking talented it's ever been. So like all this hand rigging, <gasps> Steph's old, LeBron's old, what are we going to do? It's like you have literally the most talented young crop of players you've had in history. Settle the fuck down. I mean, how about celebrating them, you dumb fucks? Anyway, so I kind of agree with Mr. Silver there. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Not a problem, buddy. Uh, Kevin Knox is coming home. He's coming home. He's going back to the Pistons after he was there last year. Um, got bought out. Was it by Portland? It's kind of funny. Portland, were are like, no, nah, we don't need Kevin Knox. Detroit's like, we'll have him. That's it's weird. Because if you can't make Portland's team... Yeesh, uh, Jam and Jamal Murray is out for probably the rest of the month uh, because of his hammy, which is exactly what I said on Tuesday's show, I think it was, maybe even yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Just sit the fuck down, Jam and Jamal. We've all seen your missus. Like, just chill out at home, buddy. It's going to be okay. I've You know, some t- tender loving care. <laughs> I think she can sort that out. Uh, but really, a hamstring strain. You never fuck with hammies. Because once it lingers, it fuck. It's like the cranberries; it'll just linger forever. Like not great. So rest up, be chill. You're all good. Bradley Beal he made his debut today for the Suns. That was kind of fun, kind of cool. Good on him. It wasn't very good, but that's not a really big surprise because he hasn't played for a bit. Uh, and the other little bit of news before we get into the game wraps: uh, we had some fun throwback vibes today. The Knicks fucking jerseys looked awesome. The court looked great. The Wolves, the proper 1989 throwbacks, they were fucking beautiful. And the Rockets with their weird city ones looked really like the H-Town jerseys. I, I'm i not a big fan of basically the whole battery of Houston Rockets like attire, apart from the hilarious like pinstripe rocket ship ones from like, and to be honest, the Hakeem ones before that are pretty beautiful. Uh, so really, I'm just saying those ones from the 90s were great and everything since then has not been very good. But they're H-Town ones. I kind of fucking liked it. Just saying. All right. Let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game game that's right. 14 games. We're going to fly through this today because why bloody not? Uh, we have 14. We're going to hit some big points and uh, go from there, starting with... A weird game to kick off had Washington beat the piss out of Charlotte, 132-116. Uh, no Terry Rosé uh, for your mates, the Charlotte Hornets. So LaMelo went sick. He had 34-4-7. and seven. Couldn't get anything going outside of that really though. Haywood ended up with 18. PJ Hamilton, Washington couldn't hit the side of a fucking ban. He has those weird games, PJ, where he gets 20 just fucking standing around in his sleep. And then he'll have a game like today where he goes, oh, man, I can't buy a bucket, A eh? 4 of 11, he went over 5 from downtown. It's like the sort of game as well where you're like, well, we don't have Rose, we've got Brandon Miller, our highly touted rookie. Step up, Brandon. He's like, you got a boss. 13 and 5. This is my fear for Brandon Miller. He sort of fits that Marvin Williams, Tobias Harris archetype where you watch him and you're like, he's talented. Yes. But can he fucking just really stand out? You wanted to be much more like Spindles Ingram or KD than Marvy or Harris, obviously, but, and it's only been, what, seven a game. So maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit there, but still. Worrying signs for the Hornets without Terry Raoze. And for the Wizards, they somehow put up 132 points with Jordan Poole shooting like dog shit, going three of 12. We started off like 0 of 6 because Kuzma had 33, 9 and 4. They also got 18 from Dylan Wright. Landry Sham, had 15 and also just fucking straight killed. He got straight kilt on LaMelo, which is gnarly. And uh, they shot the piss out of it. 18 to 43 from downtown. That'll do it. Uh, the Hornets went 8 to 25. Now, what do I say if you hit 10 more threes in the opposition? Yeah, you're probably going to win that fucking game. Next one up. What happened? I'll tell you what, that was a good one. Utah Indy was a weird, weird game. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Nails 33, the Jazz had 21 turnovers, and the Pacers just kicked the shit out of them. Naismith had 24, 22s each for Turner and Benny Matherin. Uh, our man Tyrese Halliburton chucked in 16 and 13. Chaos. Every indie game, go the over. I think that's where we're <laughs> finding this, right? Their games are fucking psychotic. They're now 5-3. and three. Oh, yeah, I should be doing the, uh, the wrap-up of uh, how many wins and losses they've had before I move on as well. I forgot to do that. Two and five for the Wizards now after that win. Two and five. Your Charlotte Hornets. Uh, The Pacers, though, five and three. They have scored 134 against the Jazz, 152 against the Spurs. Uh, They lost that 125, 124 game against the Hornets, dropped 121 on the Cavs, gave up 155 to the Celtics. Like, their only vaguely normal game was the Bulls, 112, 105, because 125, 113 against the Cavs and 143, 120 against the fucking Wiz. Like, that's insane. They've had three games where they've scored a more than 130 points. <laughs> like, what are we doing? I love it. I don't know how really they're doing it. They're hitting a lot of threes and moving the ball, but also just getting good looks and just paying, playing at a really nice pace. Uh, outside of that, for the Yaz, I mean, Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and 24 24-9 John Collins with the fourteen and nine, but wow, the sex man just not getting them much. Tht moves to the fucking bench. They start Ochay Abargi and Keontae George. They go with the youth. Don't mind that, but geez. This jazz team is now looking very worrisome, at two and seven. Uh, right, next one up, we heard. The whoa. one, two, three, four, five, sixes beat the Boston Celtics. 106, 103. That's right. The sixes were way too good. But Jim, they only won by three. Yeah, they were up by a heap before like the last minute, or well, last couple of minutes when it all started falling apart. But at the same time, The way they held on, the way they won, and the way they got to that position was probably the most important part of it, right? So Tatum's held to 16 points. He had 15 rebounds and 6 assists, though. Shot only 6 of 14. The extreme zinger, extreme Zingamil went 29 and 6. He was really good, but, God, he plays, like, just spineless basketball sometimes, you know? Just really spineless. It's like, come on, man. Where's your spine? And uh, outside of that, though, Brown was bad. White was okay. He shot 6 of 18. He had 19 points. Just wasn't that great. Meanwhile, the Sixers, though, they smashed him. Bede was incredible. 27 and 10. He had the 25, uh, 9 and 5 for Maxi. Tobias, the never nude Harrison, 17. Kelly Ube at 14 as well. They just sort of kicked the shit out of them. And when they're trying on defense, like, Boston shot less than 40%. So, I don't know. That seems important, hey? It's like, Yes. It is important to shoot better than 40% in a game of basketball. Um, so big win for the Sixers. They sort of like they nearly gave up the ghost at the end. It was a what? like they were up like 14 points. It was like 104-90. One, uh, and then it was 104-100 with less than a minute to go. It had gone from, yeah, basically a three, couple of free throws, a two, a two, bang, right in it. Embiid hits the fadeaway jumper to go up 106-100. Jalen Brown just goes down, hits like a three out of fucking nowhere, then blocks the shit out of Maxi, gives him one more shot. The extreme Zingamil, extreme Zingamil. He was pretty supercharged today, but misses the game-tying three. Game over. Got out-rebounded by 13 as well, the Celtics. It's one of those ones where you go, yeah, we've got the extreme Zingamil and Al Horford as our rebounders. Yeah, I could see why we might have a problem. Brown's 11 on 13 shots was also not great. But really, you look at this game, And the biggest thing that you sort of notice is like, yeah, trading James Harden is addition by subtraction. Like having five players out there who actually want to play defense and play basketball together seems important. So good job by Philly. They've now won six on the trot. They're six and one. The Boston Celtics five and two. Next up, the LA Clippers and the aforementioned James Harden, who had Daryl Moray chanted at him by the Brooklyn crowd, Because, I don't know, Nets fans, I spent six years amongst them as one of them, studying them, becoming them. And, yeah, they're not the smartest bunch or the most vociferous or creative bunch, which is ironic because, you know, it's meant to be the hotbed of creativity in New York. They still beat the Clippers, though, 193. Uh, Paul George, not bad, 24 points. He did shoot seven of 20. That's not great. He had seven rebounds. (laughs) Kawhi. <laughs> Seven to sixteen. He went one of six from three for 17 points. Rusty Westbrook took 18 shots. How many points you scored, Jim? 13. That's not good. No, it's not. James Harden, 12 points, 4 of 9 shooting, 5 assists, 5 turnovers, two of which sailed into like the scorers table and the uh, courtside seats. What did I say earlier about Boston shooting less than 40%? Yeah, you're not gonna win many games if you do that. What did the Clippers shoot, Jim? Well, it was under 40%, you see. <laughs> see, I'm spinning a narrative. Geez, not bad. Uh, but for this, the Nets, like, the weirdest thing for me is how they actually won this. Like, Lonnie Walker was super solid off the bench. He leads all scorers at 21. Mikael Bridges didn't do a giant amount. He had 10, 8, and 7. He shot 4 of 11. But it was really Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neill hitting threes. They both went 4 of 8 from downtown for their 12 points each. And it really sort of bumped them up because Cam Thomas tweaked an ankle. Um and missed the rest of the game. He had 14 points on 14 shots at that point, and Spencer Dinwiddie was just dog shit. So, yeah, good win by the Nets, and they've covered again, 100-93. The Clippers, big four, looks just fucking old, slow, and disjointed, which makes sense because they're old, slow, and disjointed. Uh, but now four and four, the Nets, three and four, the Clippers. Whoa. The Spurs. Versus the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. Uh, Interesting decision by the broadcasters to go with the Wembenyama. Sweet home, Wembenyama. Uh, Playing his first game at MSG Uh, instead of having, I don't know, two of the three best teams in the East playing against each other on national television. I would have gone there personally. It's like, oh, but it's Wembenyama at the Mecca of basketball. I don't know if you paid attention to the New York Knickerbockers of New York City since, I don't know, 1973, but they've not won a title since then. And, Jim, when was the last time they went to an NBA Finals? Was that the 90s? Yes! Pay attention. They're shit. The Knicks are just a bad, fucking brutal team to watch anyway, and the Spurs, even though they have a 7-foot fucking alien, 7-foot-20 alien, they're not very good. (laughs) Like... They're 3-5, and five, but they're shit. They got shit pumped today. It was 33-16 after 1, and bef- like it was like 15-0 to start off with, and the game was done. Like the Knicks just basically put it into fucking cruise control. 126-105. Wembenyama finishes with 14-9-2 with one block. Shot 4-14 four of 14 and 0-4 of from downtown. There's some pretty bad numbers with he and Jeremy Sohan on the uh, court at the same time. Sohan wasn't bad. He had 16-6-5. It's more about bringing Trey Jones on there. he uh, yeah, had twelve and five today, but yeah. This team is a work in progress and they're at the moment, very much in the progress part. Twenty-five for Jalen Brunson, twenty-four for RJ Barrett. Uh, both hit five threes, which was V Nash. And uh, 23, 16, and 5 for Julius Randle. He's back. Trade him now, New York. Oh, but man, see what he did yesterday at 23, 16 to 5. You should you'd need that on your team, man. You that's what you need, eh? Trade him. Trade him now. Uh, they went 19-42 from downtown too. Again, what's that? Is that 10 more than the Spurs made? Yes. What happens when you do that? Oh, you win. Yeah, you do. Anyway, Spurs 3-5. and five. Knickerbockers of New York City. Four and four. The Phoenix Suns outlasted the Chicago Bulls in overtime. This is one of those awesome, fun, close games I talked about because we've just gone literally. Boston Philly was rad. Clippers Brooklyn came down to the wire basically This was awesome. So that's already the four very early on. Miami-Memphis did the same thing. Uh, Milwaukee-Detroit did too, which was hilarious. Anyway, the Suns beat the Bulls in a replay of the 1993 NBA Finals, 116-115, in overtime. KD misses the game winner at the end of regulation, ends up with 25-6-9. He... Like, nine assists is a lot. He also had six turnovers. It's one of those things where you're like, geez, it'd be good if the Suns had a point guard, wouldn't it? I'll tell you. Anywho, uh Grayson Allen goes off. He had eight threes. That was pretty sick. He had 26 points. Also had some moments where it's like, does he know how to play basketball? 2017 and eight. The big Yusuf Narekic, Bosnian Bear. Hello. Six turnovers as well, though. God, sometimes he looks like a giant spud. Uh, outside of that, Brad Beal shot three at 12. Brutal. 13-4-4 four four in his return, but he was a plus 16. Uh, and for the Bulls DeRozan, De 22 same as Zaki Kex Adam Levine demar didn't look great six of 20 just taking a lot of hard shots against this Phoenix defense big vooch 26 six and three that's the uh Bosnia versus uh what is <laughs> what's vooch Montenegrin yeah that's uh that's not gonna go great one would assume so anyway Nikola Vucevic, he's Montenegrin they're always pretty chill with Bosnia, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and away we go. Uh, but huge win for the Suns because they're now 4-4. Four and four. Chicago dropped to 3-6. and six. This is in Chicago. The Suns pull one out of their ass. Could have easily lost this. Uh, to hold on and win it, pretty mega. Really fun sort of like classic matchup where it's the Barkley Suns, the MJ Bulls, uh, the Nash... Mid-thousand Suns, Nash Namari versus, like, I don't know, the Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich, Joakim Noah ones. Ah, awesome. Anyway, good win. Four and four. Good job, Suns. Whom else? We had. The LA Lakers get absolutely fucking straight killed by the Houston Rockets That's right, they did. The Lakers, no AD. So, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, my no AD, I was going to pick Houston. Felt pretty good about that. 128-94. LeBron had 18-6-2, 22 for d 24 for Rui, and fuck all else. The Rockets fucked them up. Uh, ran rings around them because you could see Jalen Green and Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet's the connective tissue there. He had over 10 assists. Uh, Green looked awesome, though. And apparently they were like, hey, uh, remember how Jalen Green, remember how Austin Reeves was picked ahead of you on Team USA? And Jalen Green's like, oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. 28 points, bang, on your head. Five and six from downtown. Shot 11-15. 19 for Shengun as well. Houston, they'll have these games where they're just playing loose and weird and fucky and will just blow the fucking doors off a team, even like the Lakers, especially if the Lakers don't have AD, right? It's one of the strange things where Rui comes back, plays a really good game, but you're looking down like the uh, the rotation for the Lakers, right? And you're like, yeah, Christian Wood suddenly playing a really big part of this. Lakers squad, and he went o of one today. In twenty two (laughs) minutes, he went o of one from the floor, o of two at the free throw line. He was a minus nineteen in twenty two minutes. Chaos reigns. Uh, Austin Reeves was a bit of a spot as well. Seven points, four assists, two turnovers, o of four from downtown. Uh, Good win for the Rockets, though they moved to four and three. The Lakers dropped to three and five. You hate to see it. Miami went into Memphis and held off a uh, feisty Grizz, 108-102. They lose Tyler Hero after eight minutes with an ankle. 30-11 um, and 11 for Bam. Great game for him. Jimmy Butler shot 5-13 for his 15 points. But really, it was Jaime Hockes who just stepped up. He had a massive three late to give them the uh, the sealer. But this game was like back and forth the entire time. The Heat led from the get-go up at the, you know, what first, you know, after a quarter, Memphis were right there with them all the way down the stretch, though. Jaron Jackson Jr. played his ass off. He had 28 and 4. Can you get us a few more rebounds? I'm just, you know, just saying. Bismack Biombo, sit down. Biombo, 9 and 10, 11 points on 14 shots from Marcus. Smart, the classic. And Desmond Breen, 15 points on 16 shots. Now, I'm no math magician. But if you're starting guards in Marcus, and Desmond Bean combined to shoot 8 of 30, what's that? Oh, is that shit? Yeah, it's shit. What are you doing? That's fucking horrible. So uh, that's why you'll lose that game. And what did I say earlier about shooting less than 40%? Yeah, It's going to cost you the game? Yeah, that's what happened here. 38.9% for the Grizzlies. Just a weird, wonky, strange team at the moment. They will get better. It didn't help that Zaire Williams went one of nine. Uh, But the Heat, like, they will grind your bones to make their bread if you're this sort of, like, loose, shitty team. Uh, Even though the Heat had 19 turnovers, a lot of that was, like, Duncan Robinson and Jason, uh, yeah, Jay Rich coming off the bench and just sort of being really messy against Josh Richardson, not Jason Richardson. He's not playing in the mid-thousands on the uh, fucking Warriors, their gym. <laughs> or on those Suns that I was talking about. Um, and this is it. They only had 13 turnovers themselves, the Grizzlies. But if you can't make them pay, you're going to lose the game. And that's what happened. 108, 102. Heat moved to four and four. Grizz, one and seven. Uh, Detroit basketball nearly pulled off the stunner and beat the Milwaukee a bucks. They did not. So Milwaukee walk a, still a gonquin for the good land. Five and two versus two and seven. Uh, also Thompson handy 15 rebounds for the young man. Jalen Duran with 11, 12 and five looking bloody good. But this was the Cade Cunningham show today. 33 for him. Eight and eight as well. 26 as well for Sasser off the bench. He shot the piss out of it. Um, uh, they really took it to Milwaukee because uh, Giannis got fucking thrown out. Jeez, James, do you have some thoughts about that? Yes. Can we not fucking do that? Giannis has a sick dunk in transition. Flexes a little bit. There's an opposition player vaguely in the vicinity. He's not showing him up. He's not grabbing his dick in his face and rubbing his ass in his face or something that's, you know, going to be wildly inappropriate. He gives like a hint of a flex and moves on. And the fucking asshole ref goes, that's a technical foul. I think I'm offended by that. You're out of here. That's your second one. Oh, think of the children. What have I fucking said before? Fine refs, who have rescinded texts? That way we won't have fucking willy-nilly bullshit like that called costing us a fucking MVP playing in an awesome game. The top-line dudes, if you want to think of the children, think of the kids who fucking came there to see Giannis, you bellend. Jesus. Anyway, uh, Dame had 34. He scored 18 points in the fourth quarter, and they came flying back from 10 down. Huge win for the Bucks because they were getting their ass beat which is pretty incredible considering the Pistons went 7-29 uh, from downtown. But Dame ends up with 34, goes 10-25 to from the floor. Amazing, amazing showing. And this is why you go and get Dame Lillard, because he can basically save your ass <laughs> when shit goes completely pear-shaped. But really, it was also Lopez down the stretch, right? He had a big offensive play and then a defensive one bracketed. Um, the big block on Cade with like 10 seconds left was fucking huge. Pistons couldn't get that final play going. Boom. They out-rebounded the Bucs 53-36. So there's some big problems in Bucksville. The rebounding, the defense. I mean, to give up 118 points to the fucking Detroit Pistons is worrying. You know? Like, if the Pistons could shoot, they would have won this game. 7-29 from downtown is not very good. Again, no math magician, but that rings true. All right, as I mentioned, 5-2 for the Bucks, 2-7 now for the Pistons. All right. Minnesota blew the doors off the New Orleans Pelicans who were without Zion, who had his uh, kid, which uh, you might remember, sent that fucking lunatic adult film star off in a uh, weird internet spiral, which was more disturbing than anything else, you know? Uh, Anyway, so he's off having his kid. So it's like, all right, Spindle's time. And Spindle's like, all right, man, it's Spindle's time. Yeah, 24 points on 25 shots. Thanks for coming, Brandon Ingram. Six assists. He went one of six from downtown. Ant Man, meanwhile, goes 26 and eight for the Wolves. The big fellas go bang as well. Cat at 23. Rudy Gobert, is that what with the. Tw- Not as. 17 and 21. And you're watching bits of this game and you're like, you kind of just felt bad for the Pelicans because they'd be driving to the paint. And it's like, all right, I got past Cat. And then Rudy comes up and goes, oh, I'm going to block this shot into the crowd, no? Yes, that's what he did. Uh, so big game. They shot 15-37 and 37 from three as well. Minnesota keep rolling at home. They are kicking ass and taking names at this point. And uh, good win. I mean, Pelicans didn't have CJ. They didn't have Zion. What are you going to do? But you just want to see a bit more from Spindles. They started Dyson at least. He had seven, f- three, five, and four steals. Would like to see a little bit more of you know his shot making. He went three at ten. It was brutal. Anyway, Wolves, they move to five and two, five and oh at home. It's a fucking fortress up there in Minneapolis. The Pelicans, meanwhile, four and four, and uh tell you what, they're not looking great. They've lost what, three on the trot? So yeah, it's uh, not very good. Not very good there down to Louisiana. Anyway, OKC beat Cleveland. Cleveland, one twenty-eight, one twenty, in a wildly entertaining game. Donny Mitchell couldn't find his shot either. He went eight to twenty-three, one of nine from downtown, but he had twenty-five and five to go, with twenty-two and five for Mobley, but twenty-nine for my swoop baby carrots. But it wasn't enough because Cleveland were never really quite there, like not quite enough at all. Because look, nine and twenty-nine from downtown, not great. But they allowed the OKC Thunders to go 51.2% from the floor. Got to the line a shit ton as well. Shot 28 of 30 from uh, the free throw line. And, uh, yeah, that's right. They've got a fully armed and operational shy Gilgeous Alexander. He had 43. Spoiler alert, he's going to pop up again in a second. He was fucking awesome in this game. Chet ends up with 15 and 7 with three blocks. The funny thing is, like, Chet is who we think victim Wembanyama is and this is why he was my pick for rookie of the year before the season. Just saying. But anyway, big win for the Thunder. Josh Giddy, in a bit of struggle town at the moment, 8-5-6 and six for him, 4-11 shooting. Uh, but really, the way this Thunder team plays together with Jaylen Williams and Jalen Williams, Chet in the middle, Dort on the perimeter, they can just sort of beat teams like the Cavs every which way. They can match you up on the inside uh, with the Mobley and Jared Allens of the world. Because Allen's back, he had 14, 6, and 2. But they're not going to really overpower you. Not yet, at least. Like Garland was okay at 15 and 9. But if Donnie Mitchell's going to go and shoot eight to 23, you're going to be up sheet creek really quickly. So Thunder moved to five and three, looking good, feeling good. Cleveland, Cleveland. Dropped to three and five. Uh, Toronto beat Dallas 127-116 because they are a better team and I predicted this uh, because I just thought the perimeter defense between Siakam OG, Scoob and then on the inside with Teenage Mutant Jakob Pirtle and even Dennis Schroder on the outside just be a little bit too much for the uh, Mavericks and it was. Like Dallas started well, gave up the ghost in the second quarter and then Toronto just stomped them again in the third and ran away with it. Uh, you had Siakam with 31-12-5. Looking good. This is the game we need to see from him. Didn't hit a three, went over 5 from downtown. But OG had 26. Scoob with the 14, 4 and 7 with four steals, two blocks. He went over 4 from downtown as well. Like when you've got Siakam and Barnes going over of 9 combined from three and you still put up 127, you're being very efficient elsewhere. Uh, Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. had 16 as well. He had 4 of 8 from three. But the Mavs, the story really, like they went 17 of 41 from three but they got out-rebounded by 12. They still have 15 turnovers. Luca was good without being great. He shot 11 to 26 overall. He ends up with 31 points, but this is the game where you're like, hey, Kyrie, can you can you give us a little bit? And he's like, you got a boss, 22 points, four assists, five assists uh, four rebounds, five assists. I'm going to shoot eight of 19. It's like, oh, Kai, can you can you give us 10 of 19? He's like, no can do, and you can't tell me otherwise because fuck you. I'm my own man. The world is flat. <clears throat> it's like, ah, oh, this fucking guy. Graham Williams, six points and seven shots as well. Does not help. 17 for Hardaway. And uh, Greeny and Sexton both got out there. We'll talk about them in the Australian Player Watch. But the Mavs, this is just one of those games where if you can't slow down a Raptors team uh, that has looked offensively inept at times, and if they can slow you down just a hint, which is kind of what they did between Kyrie and Luca. Like, it's hard. It's hard for a team like Dallas to then bounce back and find those extraneous scorers. Like, Derek Jones Jr. had 15. Hardaway has the 17. But it's not quite enough the rest of the way to sort of boost it up. When, like, Grant Williams, 2 of 7, that sort of thing, it's like, makes it really, really difficult. Anyway... Tough loss for the Mavs. They're six and two. The Raptors four and four. Then we had the last two games of the day. Jesus, Jimmy, are you still talking? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> we better talk for much longer. No, no, I will not. The Golden State Warriors lose in Denver, one hundred eight, one hundred five. The reigning champions hold them off in pretty awesome fashion. This game was fucking gnarly. Clay just cooked it at the end because. They had a chance. The Denver Nuggets should not have given them a chance. And if you had bet, I don't know, the minus three and a half for the Denver Nuggets and you watch Reggie Jackson miss that final free throw with three seconds left, that would have put the Nuggets up four and made the Warriors not have a shot at really, you know, winning the game or tying it. Clay Thompson suddenly launching a three and you're like, what the fuck just happened? We're going to go to over. Oh, he's bobbled it. And it just sort of slipped out of his hands into the air and it was over. So good win by the Nuggets. I fucking love watching this team. Even with that and Jamal Murray, you've got 13 rebounds, five assists, and 35 points for Nicola. He went one of eight from three, and he was so just like angry at himself for it too. But it's really the combo of Gordon and Porter, the, uh, the wings of terror, 17 and eight for Porter, 14, 11, three, and three steals and a block for Aaron Gordon, just being his absolute perfect Swiss Army knife self. Even though he shot only 5 of 14, the way they can use him to fill all the gaps and have, like, those little bits of just the dribble dribble penetration from the perimeter. There you go. Try to say that four times fucking quick. He is making decisions really quickly. MPJ is as well. You can sort of see MPJ's basketball IQ just rising just by virtue of playing with Joker, and I love it. Reggie Jackson at 20 and 6 as well. Good stuff from the Nugs. Their bench wasn't bad, you know. Sort of held the fort, but look, it was just kind of fine. Kiminga had 10 for the uh, Warriors off the bench as well, and so did Mozamudi, Moody, Muzumodi. Chris Paul, again, solid. 9-5-4. One turnover it was pretty funny where it's like, "Ah, oh, he's finally got another one. The Nuggets only had one turnover like in the first half, basically. It was like the last minute and a half as well. Um, but the way the Nuggets manhandled the Warriors with Curry not being able to hit anything basically outside of a three. Seriously, that's all he hit. He went six to 17 of, from the floor, 13 of which were threes, and they were the only shots he hit. He went five or five of the line. So he ends up with 23, five, and four. And when Clay's not feeling it, he goes 2 of 8 from deep, it gets really tough because Wiggins was way off, 4 of 13 for 11 points. Kaminga and Moody were, like, the ones that sort of gave them a shot. Like, those two and Chris Paul. And, like, it's the team that suddenly doesn't have, like, that – it goes through ebbs and flows of explosiveness, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like, it almost feels like they're leaning on Curry more than they ever had to and that's a fucking worry because he's 35. So anyway, big win for the Nugs. They're 8-1, the best team in the NBA, and the Warriors are 6-3. And, and then finally, Jesus, feels like we've been talking forever. Portland, Sacramento goes to overtime in hilarious fashion. Uh, <laughs> the Kings hold them off just 121-118. Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant goes for 38-9-5, and five, an amazing game. He hit five threes. Very little else, though. Reach for the Skylar Maze at, uh, what, 18 and 11? 18 for Shaden Sharp before he fouls out. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon leaves this game. It's like suddenly the Blazers just had, like, no guards. (laughs) It was weird. So Matty T plays 34 minutes. He had 13 points and four steals. DeAndre Ayton had some big buckets down the stretch, 18 and 10 for him and basically kept them in the game, gave them the lead, and then they coughed it up right at the end because the Suvlaki King, uh, Malik Monk, has the awesome overturned uh, charge or block call at the very end. He ends up with 10 assists Malik Monk, a career high, 23 points as well, 27-11-9 for the Suvlaki King, Damatis Sabonis. Oh, yeah, just have the uh, combination meat, the uh, tomato, the lettuce, a bit of the garlic sauce. Oh, throw a bit of chili in there. Thanks, Tomatis. And away he goes 12 and 5 for Black Falcon, 17 for Kevin fucking Whada, the Ginger Ninja. But Sacramento look wobbly, weird, and completely incoherent without Darren Fox. Like they're out there just shitting down their leg constantly, and it's fucking weird. Like Davion Mitchell should be like stepping up. For here. He had 16 and 4 and shot 3 or 4 from downtown, but. It's the sort of moment where you're like, I feel like you should be trying to turn this into your team as long as Fox is out, and it is not happening. So 27-11-9, though, the Suvlaki King was the one who stepped up early and kept them in it, and then Monk really helped them get, get over it down the stretch. So big win for Sacramento because had they have lost that, it would have been fucking just almost panic stations, but now they're 3-4. and four. It's a bit nicer than 2-5. and five. The Blazers dropped to 3-5. and five. They're tanking anyway. Who gives? Oh, crap. All right, let's do an NBA Australia-approved performance of the Knights. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. I'll tell you what, Joel Embiid in that win over the Celtics is pretty bloody good. 27 points, hits the game-winning mid-ranger, uh, the sort of step-back fadeaway. God, it was nice. He shot 10 and 20 overall, 6 of 6 at the line, 10 boards, 4 assists, a steal, 4 blocks, but most importantly for me, it's just like, oh, Embiid is a team around him that just fits. Like it fits very fucking noosh. You know? And you don't have Fat Man Hoop fairly Clan out there moping around, not playing defense, not shooting, catching, uh, not shooting, uh, sh- catch and shoot threes. There you go. Uh, or moving on offense at all. Instead, you've got like a live wire, like Maxi. You can throw Frenchie Batum out there. You've just got suddenly a lot more looks that you can throw at teams like Boston. And the size, the size, Batum, Covington and Co. with Harris, with Maxi, it's like, yeah, that can fuck Boston up. And that's what happened. So that was great. Uh, but SGA, I mentioned this 43, 7, and 6 with three steals, shot 15 and 22, 12 or 13 at the line. He. Fucking loves kicking the shit out of the calves, and I love SGA. Who was spot of the night? Spud, 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 spud. Spud of the night. of the night. Jordan Poole started low of six, but he put it back. Uh De'Anthony Melton, Eric Gordon, Josh Richardson, Zaya Williams all went one of nine. Wemby started row of six as well. Didn't finish that great either. Uh, what was it, 4 of 14? Ah, oh, sweet home, Wambanyama. Not a great day in the Mecca. 4 of 14, 0 oh of 4 from downtown. But we had a couple of other ones. Uh, in terms of, like, weird ones, you had, like, Fred Van Vliet goes 2 of 9. Austin Reeves goes 2 of 9. You had Max Christie go 1 of 8. Kyra Lewis and Patch Williams both went 1 of 7. Buddy it, went 4 of 16. I mentioned Brad Beals, 3 of 12. Desmond Boone, 4 of 16. So a uh, couple of, yeah, just like a weird bunch of games just like that. But uh, most of all, I would like to thank, in the same game, Tyrese Maxey and Derek White for shooting. Cheers. The dark hole, way yeah, it. They shot 311 from downtown. Thank you, gentlemen. You're doing the Lord's work at this point. Uh, who was Old Mate No-Mates? Old Mate No-Mates. 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 Old Mate no Who's got No-Mates today? Uh, Dylan Brooks just standing there eyeballing LeBron was pretty funny. Uh, but the extreme zing extreme zinger mail missing the game-tying three off a great look was very much a... Uh, Hey, Chris dapps do you want to, I don't know, fucking hit that? <laughs> because, like, you think about the Zinger's career. Now he's in Boston. There is a massive opportunity for basically he for him to turn what we all think of his entire NBA career completely on its head to become basically fucking stretched out Larry Bird. Uh, he's obviously not that good, but there is a chance just to go down in NBA folklore by just fucking nailing a couple of game winners. He missed one, you get it. But once you've been toiling away in fucking obscurity like he has for years, come on, Zinger. Like, take your fucking chance. Grab it. Uh, the other old mate, no mates as well. Bam! Out of bio. We mentioned this on uh, the sh- Tuesday show when Stats Guy was here. He had the 22 2010 uh, triple-double, and then the NBA took one rebound away. Brutal. Like 22, 19, and 10 is still very fucking impressive, but the 2020 and 10 triple double is probably fucking gnarly. He also drops out of that really cool 2020 10, 2, 2 and 2 club uh, that we talked about as well. And uh, there was that very exclusive club of the ones that had had the two steals, the two blocks, and also hit a three. Uh, It was basically him and Chris Webber. And so now it's just still Chris Webber, which sucks. (laughs) Pantsing of the night. I find it weird that this table keeps fucking, like, grunting and groaning every time I touch it. But anyway. Uh, see? <laughs> it's so weird. Panting the night. Sex man was deleted by Jalen Smith. Fucking hell. Old Foggles over there came out of nowhere and just fucking smoked that ball. Sham well put Lamelo in the dirt as well. Literally knocked Lamelo on his ass. That's how you do it. Landry Shamit going nuts. Uh, Killian Hayes got fucking got. By Giannis as well. Like watching Giannis just track Killian Hayes as he came up the court. Killian Hayes is like, I think I will is this ball up, huh? And Giannis is like, no. Giannis says no. It was like a lion stalking a baby gazelle. You're like, this is murder. This is just murder. Uh, But the best one so far was Harden getting smoked by his own inability to catch and shoot. Uh, It was wide open in the corner. It comes to him. He goes, I need to dribble to shoot. And then he dribbles. Mikael Bridges gets over there. Harden sidesteps into a contested three. Bridges contests it and blocks the absolute shit out of his three and goes, yeah, that's what you get, you fucking dummy. An absolute self-pancing by Harden. That's 100% one of those, hey, Siri, show me a washed basketball player. And she just pops up a picture of James Harden, his big old beard. Uh, who is better than Lonzo Ball for today? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Marcus Sasser is awesome. That dude rules. He is so much fucking fun. So – because you saw him just pop up uh, for the Pistons today, kick some ass, had some fun, was really fucking good, and nearly helped the Pistons beat the Bucks <laughs> from absolutely nowhere, which, to be honest, I'm now just sort of sad that he didn't because that would have been unreal. He ended up with 26 points. He was nasty. He had six rebounds, two assists, shot 11 of 17, three of seven from downtown. I will tell you what. Marcus Sasser today was not only better than Lonzo Ball, he was better than LiAngelo Ball. Also, one of those moments where LaMelo just goes out and has 34 and just goes, hey, Lonzo, what's your uh, what's your career high? And Lonzo's like 33. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, well, I just got 34 today, just, just saying. Uh, but Sasser, he's awesome. 25th pick, played on that weird Houston team last year uh, in college, and he just kind of kicks ass. Great pick by Detroit. The Magic Tweet of the Day. uh, We had Magic tweet out. I always have a fun time with my good friend Jimmy Kimmel. Tune in to Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight on ABC to watch Jimmy get me good with a funny surprise. Okay. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. Uh, Also, quick uh, hat tip to LeBron. Uh, Subtweeting the internet himself. No one's entirely sure. Was he sub basketball forever? Like, we don't even know. Uh, but basically the idea of, like, wouldn't have been the same player in Miami, ba. blah, ba I still would have been the same player if I hadn't have gone to Miami. It's like everyone else is like, fucking bullshit, LeBron. He's like, you're damn right I still would be. I'm chosen. Ain't nothing changing that. Maybe less rings, but dominant from start to finish, king. He literally put his own crown. All right, LeBron. Fucking pack her up, buddy. We understand that, like, you'd still be physically dominant. But to be honest, the more you think about this, the more that he went through the absolute fucking ringer there in Miami, turning into the villain, being the most hated man in the NBA, copping shit for a full fucking 24 months before they actually get that ring. Like, that's the sort of shit that turns you into, like, an all-time fucking great. Because if that doesn't happen and he sort of gloms on somewhere else, who knows? Maybe he's not playing 21 years. Maybe he's not in LA. The weirdest thing for me is that he's spent more time with the Lakers now than he ever did with the Heat, which is just fucking strange to think about. But anyway. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Be back with some yeah nows. Right after this. I think the button is around here somewhere. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Eli. This is, early is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as WorTho. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. <attending music> <sound> All right, this is me Nas, brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Uh, get a hoodie, get a t-shirt. Uh, stubby holders will be back very soon, which is good news. I've been uh, endeavoring over email to get that all organized, but anywho. Uh, and yeah, the dog update is doing great. He's having a great old time. He's like, oh, I've got this new diet, and now I have to get insulin twice a day. It's like, yes. Uh, but... He's right as rain, so that's good. Uh, right, let's do some yeah, nahs. Number one, are the NBA fixing something that isn't broken with the draft? Yeah, nah, no. They aren't. They're fixing something that could be way better. Because two days of the draft, look, people go, oh, the NFL draft goes over like so long, man. It's like, whatever. No, it's literally the fucking biggest thing on their calendar outside of the Super Bowl, you moron. Um Turning it into two days and just basically being able to focus on who the fuck is being drafted, when and where, and being able to analyze that fit, figure out what's going on, give teams a chance to trade shit, uh, give the NBA a little bit of runway to figure out exactly, like, can we put the right fucking hats on heads? That's all I want. If we're going to spend, like, 30 picks in one night, all good. I'd also be happy doing just the lottery on the first day and then doing 15 to 60 the rest of the time, but... First round in one day, second in another. I love it. Now just let me host it. The rookie ladder: Victor Wembenyama, yeah, Chet Holmgren, Orsard Thompson, Brandon Miller, Derek Lively. Yeah, nah. I'll argue that's pretty good. I might even have Lively ahead of Miller because he wasn't that great today, but still pretty good. Uh, Jamal Crawford came out and said, I'd average high 20s if I was starting in today's NBA. Fuck off, old man. Yeah, nah. Nah. I fucking hate this. Every old head come and go, you know, he'd be really good in today's NBA? Me! I'd score like 70 a game, man. I'm fucking awesome. It's like, no. You know what you did in your best fucking years, Jamal Crawford? Shot like shit on horrible percentages at a high fucking volume. How do you think that's going to go down now? Seriously, he started and he's the only time he ever top 20 a game. It was when he started on a horrible fucking Knicks team and he shot 41%. How long do you think that fucking lasts in today's NBA? His next best was 18 points a game coming off the bench against fucking second units and he shot 44%. Fucking spare me here. Jamal Crawford, just all like, God bless him. I fucking love Jamal Williams, uh, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, like these Sort of like absolute, you know, hoop head. Oh, he was a bucket. Yeah, he also didn't play any fucking defense and basically was just getting cooked time and time again and wasn't efficient in any way, fucking shape or form. Oh, but give me a shot against today's defenses. They're just as fucking tough. Look, you'd be run ragged. There is no chance you'd be averaging high 20s piss off. Yana uh, shouldn't have been ejected today, right? Yeah, nah. No, of course not. He should not have been ejected. Uh which brought on the one from Twitter, Ben Sauce DeVille. Love it. Yeah, nah, refs should be fine for rescinded texts because this has been getting out of hand for way too long now. Yeah, nah, yes. It has to fucking start kicking in. The Hanging on the rim texts, the fucking – he half flexed. There was an opposition player vaguely near him, and they are going to turn around and go, yeah, look, that's going to be rescinded. Seriously, if we're going to have fucking replays and reviews – I feel like coaches and shit should be able to challenge stuff and go, look, that's very clearly not worth a fucking tech, you shitbag. Check that. Instead of being in the heat of the moment where you lose your fucking cool and co- could easily cost me a game, piss off, check it out, see if it actually deserves it, you fucking giant baby. Um, but, yeah, $10,000, I think the ref should be fine for every the tech. That'll fix it. Unpopular opinion of the day. Uh, gee, I don't know if this is unpopular, but I feel like you should be able to show some emotion after having a sick dunk or coming up with a rad block. Like if you don't teabag the opposition player outside of that, I'm basically cool with fucking whatever. Cause if you flex a tiny little bit, cause you've done a sick dunk, you know what's going to happen? Nothing. You're not showing the other player up. You're just like, that was fucking rad. And then people are like, oh, but think of the lessons we're teaching children. Yeah. You know who loves that shit? Kids. You know who this game is for? Kids. You know who we're trying to grow the audience with? Kids. Fuck me. It's not rocket surgery sometimes. Bloody hell. Pull your head in, rest. Fuck. Oh, jeez, Jimmy, you got a couple of thoughts on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I do. All uh, right. Our back take house. It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Two for one blooming onions. (laughs) Oh, bloody hell, not this again. Because I'll tell you what, no prick in Australia knows what the fuck these things are. What is it? A deep fried onion made to look like a flower? What the fuck are you on about? Seriously. Only at Outback. Today's Flame grilled take is, the Sixers are winning the East because the Celtics are clearly too soft. Only at Outback. To be honest... I wrote that down. I was like, ha-ha, that's funny, and then thought about it for a second. I'm like, the Celtics are a bit soft. They don't have, like, that fuck you, gritty, I will fucking fight everybody on your team veteran off the bench. Like, Al Horford is not that guy. He's not. He's a respected veteran. We all love him, but he's not going to fucking throw down with your entire squad, you know? That's just sort of PJ, like the don't fuck with them kind of dudes. We need a couple of those on the uh, Celtics and away you go. All right, Australian Player Watch, Box Hill, Benny. Did not play with his hip injury actually today against the Clippers. Uh, so sat that one out. Josh Giddy, the mop-top mum of the week, Bix kid, in that win over Cleveland, as I mentioned. Bit of a struggle, 4 of 11 shooting, 0 of 2 from downtown, zero free throws once again, which is uh, a bit of a worry. The free throw rate has plummeted. Dropped dramatically. He has not taken a free throw in the last two games. He has, in fact, taken a total of nine free throws this season. It's not great. Not great. He's shooting 40% from the floor for the year, under 27% from three. It'll take him a little bit of time to get used to playing with Chet, I think. I just want to see a little bit of improvement in the jump shot. Uh, but elsewhere, he still had the five rebounds, six assists. It was still on the block. So he's doing all the other good stuff. Uh, no Paddy Thrills. He plays tomorrow against Jingles. Uh, Jock Landau, the Rooster, win over the Lakers. He got out there for 12 minutes. He had two points, one of three from the floor. Three rebounds, a block, and a turnover. Greeny and Sexum up against that Raptors team in that big loss. 18 minutes for Greeny, three points, one rebound, two assists, and a block. Not a great one. And eight minutes for your Sexum. He did have five points and five rebounds, uh, which was heartening. And it's one of those ones where you're like, geez, is this the game where they should be playing more sexum just to sort of try to cram it down the Raptors' throat a bit? And it worked. He shot two of three, the five boards. He was a plus two in a game they lost by fucking nine. So just saying, give me more sexum. Greeny at least hit a three. went one of two and one of three overall. Uh, he also had a turnover. So anyway, what else we had? Dyson Daniels, the vacuum. In that loss to Minnesota, he started. He had 31 minutes. He had seven points, three of 10 shooting, one of three from three. Three rebounds and five assists. Four steals. The vacuum. Sucking it all up. You love that. Three turnovers as well. And as I mentioned, Aussie Matty T in the final game of the day, 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 was really good. Four of eight from the floor in his 34 minutes for 13 points. He went one of four from downtown, four of five at the line, Two boards, one steal. Sorry. Two boards, one assist, four steals. Fuck yes. You want me to use these clamps? That's what he did. And the other good news out of the Blazers is that they'll probably have to activate uh, the Great Barrier Wreath. Duop Wreath. How good's that? The two-way down there in the G League. Uh, Get him fired up for a bit of actual uh, big league action. That will be fucking gnarly. All right, what about a Shane Hill shoot or shoot, shoot or shot, light them up award for today? Just really quick one. I believe that button is over here. Nope, that's the ad. (laughs) I might not have that one. Grayson Allen hit eight threes. That was gnarly. Jalen Green goes 11 to 15 from the floor, five or six from downtown. Love that a lot. Uh, I don't know if I've got the great moments in NBA Australia stat history, button. let's have a look. Yes, we do. Press the button, Jim. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. Oh, yeah. Uh, on this day, back in 2018, you might remember it, the heady days of 2018 in November. November 9, 2018, what was I doing? Fuck, that was actually just after we bought our house. Yeah, still living at the in-laws after i just moved back from the States. Old mate was about to pop with uh, Squid Unos to watch this as well. Because Jinglin' Joe Ingles had a huge 27 points, which you might remember, that was Jingles' favorite number. That was his equal career high for years and years and years and years until he had his big uh, 30-point explosion game. Um, Because Jingles has hit 27 points in his career one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times and uh, did so on this day back in 2018 against Boston. He went 5-9 from downtown. He had five rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and a block. Absolutely unreal. So seven games in his career with 27. He, it was basically like a mental block, it felt like. It's like, I can't score more than 27. Can't score more than 27. Clan will eat me. Clan will eat me. And, uh, but then turned around in 2021 and had that massive 34-point explosion against the horrible Wizards. He shot 12 of 17 and 8 of 10 from downtown. So, but a great one from Jingles against Boston on this day back in 2018. Jesus, that's crazy. Right, the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. I don't know if I've got this. Uh... Do I have this one? Oh, no, man. I don't even know. Don't know. Nah, it's all right. We'll just keep moving. Uh, we'll play the other Fashion song. There you go. But the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. And we had a uh, new and improved Patty pop-off, I think. Where did that one go from Patty? Patty Mills, he was right there. Come on, Patty, where'd you go? Oh, don't tell me. Oh, there it is, Patty Mills, Mexico City. What are you doing in Mexico City, Patty? It's like, oh, we're playing down there, man. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. I have been to Mexico City. It is fucking lovely. So, oh no, ten years ago he was there. All right, ten years ago in NBA Mexico. Or well, maybe he's there again, hanging out with the squad, looking good. Nice. Very fun. Anyway, go check that out and be inspired because that's what Patty does. All right, let's do some quick game previews and get the fuck out of here because this is already a long show. Game previews. Game previews. Only two games tomorrow, uh, which is funny because we had 14 today and they're not great ones tomorrow, really. Like, I don't mind them because Milwaukee Indie is pretty fun, but they both played today. So you're kind of like, all right, here you go, guys. It's... A double (laughs) header. You're like, all right. So, Indy and Milwaukee. I like the Blaze. I like the Blaze. Like the Bucks to come back, bounce back, uh, get a win against Indy. But it does feel like one of those squirrely ones, right? Where Indy, after a pretty awesome win, turn around and just like keep rolling, and just like, oh shit, they're for real. 134 against. Utah today, they stay home. Milwaukee on the move. Milwaukee struggling to get past Detroit. I might change. Oh, nah. Look, we'll go. We'll go the Bucks minus three and a half. I think they can just cover that one. In what could be a shootout, I think this might be the Dame game where you just go, "Yep, yeah, let's go fucking forty-five for Dame." He goes off. Giannis does heaps. As long as they limit Halliburton's influence, they can probably get that win. I'd probably still go the over, though, because Milwaukee cannot play defense and neither can Indy. Um, Atlanta and Orlando, they are playing in Mexico City tomorrow. That's at 1.30 Eastern Time, Australia. Uh, Atlanta at Orlando in Mexico City. It's Jingles versus Patty. Just a couple of old Aussie muckers hanging out in Mexico City. I could tell them about a few bars that I went to as well. Um, I'm going to take the Orlando Magic Men because... They're plus three and a half, I think, at the moment. Let's have a look. I'll check that because I wrote that down a little while ago. And even on like a, uh, yeah, plus three and a half for Orlando, I just like the matchup. Paolo, Franz, you've got enough sort of size on the perimeter to slow down that Hawks double point, double-headed point guard attack um, of DeJunte and Trey, or at least keep it close. Plus three and a half. I think Orlando can win. I'm going to take Orlando, so let's go. Uh, we absolutely middled today completely. So all the picks against the line for today's games, we went 7 of 14. Can you believe that? Not bad, really, but still. Wouldn't wouldn't have minded to go 8 of 14, just saying. But that's it. Oh, shit, we finally got to the end. Bloody hell. That was a uh, show. I'll tell you. There's a lot of talking. Uh, but that's it. We'll be back tomorrow with a wrap-up for those two games, set you up for the weekend as well. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IG. We're all over the socials, setting off each day and what the Aussies are up to. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping up each week about the NFL. It was a good one this week. Had a few tins, got a bit loose, did some yelling. NBAStray.com uh, slash shop, get your merch, get your merch, and chuck us a rating and review, would you? Come on. Get up off your ass and just... Fucking rate and review it, mate. Come on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone, rate, review, and star it. Just write something there. Just go, Jim, I fucking love you, man. I love you. I'm like Joey Mars. I love you, man. Let's go watch the town together, Jason. I love you, man. Uh, big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their other band, House Hats. Uh, also, big thanks to Joshua De La Rentes. Fascinated. Goldmines, Ramshek, Alami. Iowa, Sexty, Green, Green, Green and Dozes for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. And remember, NBA Australia supports train bands. Uh, and that's it. We won't have a skit today because we've already gone long and I'm fucked. So we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads, for another big NBA Australia. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. Later, hosen. Now! Nah.